Welcome to A Talk American. This is Mikey Fresh here. This is the continuation of a podcast that was recorded early in the month. Uh, in this ep- episode, we're talking, I'm talking to Jay and Frank in regards to Maura McTaggart and the house and powers of X. Enjoy. <laughs> I can't do that. So, <laughs> so, but um, speaking of like characters who have peaks and valleys, and even the X Men thing was so recently in comic books, and I know you read the comic books, especially considering mm-hmm. um, the show we have today. I wanted to talk about more Mora McTaggart. Mm-hmm. She's shown like anyone who's watched the '90s X Men, even even are more class, than first familiar. class. She yeah, are it. more than familiar with this character. The character. Recently, Marvel has decided to change her from being just a regular person to being a mutant the whole time. From not just being a mutant lover to being an actual team. mutant. Yeah. Oh man, bro, I, the story is. The story is incredible. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to hold my tongue and, and, and well, I mean, if censor myself. Know, if, you know, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, Go spoilers. Ahead. I mean, it's been, it's been all over Facebook. Um, let me let me just before we even get started on this. So I Mike told me we we're talking about Mara McTaver, uh, McTaver, and I was like the the, the girl from X Men, and I was, he's like, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, I, I I know about her, and he's like, yeah, Marvel made her a mutant, and I'm like, what? what? <laughs> so I was like, okay, you're talking about House of X, Powers of X. It's like three issues out. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll read it to catch up. Um, House of X 2 is... Pro- I don't read a lot of comics that came out this year because I'm, I'm so far behind. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to catch up. But I don't read many comics that are published this year, but I, I, I do. Um, I'm going to say that... House of uh, House of X issue two is probably top contender for one of the best stories I read this year, next to Doomsday Clock issue ten. Wow! Which and and, and anyone who's read Doomsday Clock issue ten knows that that was monumental. When I was reading that, I, I had to stop a couple times because I couldn't believe where they were taking it. <laughs> but um, yeah, John Hickman's writing is. Just so incredibly on point, man. And and Hickman, we trust. Man. <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just gushing over the story. I, I can't, I can't believe it. How how great and how uh, beautifully orchestrated that uh, that whole uh, turn of events. How how it happened, man. Can't. Now, for me, when I found out about her being becoming a mutant. And I haven't gotten around to reading uh, the second issue in regards to House of X, but um, I couldn't help but think that this was going to be something that the MCU was going to try to implement into bringing the X-Men, maybe Fantastic Four, but the X-Men more specifically into the MCU kind of fold. Oh, absolutely. That's the same thing I was thinking when I was reading. When you read the whole thing, you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is how they're going to do it. This is exactly how they're going to do it. So I think that they, they they told Hickman the stakes involved in this story. How would you bring them into the MCU? Yeah. How would do this? And, uh, and it's obvious that from everything that Feige is saying, you know, that, that they, they know this is something that, I mean, they're already at the top. 
this is gonna push them into the stratosphere. You, they, you, they have to find a way to, to incorporate the X Men properly into yeah. the MCU. It just has to happen because you can't have Marvel and not have the X Men, or, or even even to a lesser extent, the Fantastic Four in that group. You know, but make it be as good as as everything you 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 brought out to the you know to this moment. I I, I looked over. I googled it. Uh, because of a YouTuber that I was, I follow, uh, had mentioned something about Moira McTaggart and, and her having, you know, new mutant powers, and I, and I looked into it and I saw the storyline, and, and and I'm 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 blown away that the power they gave her, you know, and how they explain it, it's not anything. I've ever seen before. Yeah. I don't think there's any character that exists that has anything like it, and and. It's. Um, I have questions which about you, it, which I haven't. I haven't read the story yet, but I, I want to see the answer. But it would make sense if you think about it. Like based it upon what the ex- because for every iteration of X Men, she has shown up in it for one way, one way or the other. So if you were going to give her a mutant power, that would be the mutant power that you would give her. I think we should explain the mutant power to those who haven't read it yet. The the, the mutant power is basically um, she could. Uh, she reincarnates. Reincarnates. She, she relived. Yes. She it, She really. But she remembers everything that happened. She doesn't reincarnate at the point where she dies. She actually goes back All in time back to, to being born. in the womb. Yes. And gets to redo everything over again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which. That's it. Like it's 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 so strange because at what point it's kind of like what was the Tom Cruise movie Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Edge Tomorrow. Uh, you know where you live until you die, and then he would come back right at the moment where everything started. But she's going back to the beginning, yeah. like like right into the womb. At what point? I mean, the, the, can she die as a teenager and come back and do it? I mean, I no, haven't, I haven't no, read the whole story. No, they, it's, they, it's at a specific they, point. If she she if she dies before her powers manifest, she stays dead. Okay. So like that's uh, there was another mutant name uh, Destiny. Which yes, mm-hmm. I remember Destiny was, uh, many times. Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, I mm-hmm. think the Brotherhood, and she basically says, you know, because um, she can see into the future, and she knows how many times she's actually came back. Right. And she threatens her at one point and says, you know, if you keep pushing this. I'm gonna go back. We're gonna find you when before your powers manifest and kill you. And there's no coming back from that. So that was like they they, they basically described, you know, how this character could possibly die. But it also explains why the mutant nation. I forget what they call it. It's like a new. Uh, oh yeah, Kotar or something. Col- yeah, yeah, it's like a like a new Genosha almost. Yeah. Oh yeah, the way uh, apparently from what I uh, read about it is that X. Um, uh, Charles Xavier is has has become a little more aggressive in protecting the mutant kind as opposed to the way he did it and you know in the past and so I'm I'm very interested to see where they go if this is something that's gonna you know like you guys said it's gonna bring them into the MCU it's 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 a very interesting way of doing it I'm just I'm like kind of surprised like. Especially with a character like her character, I can understand why this would happen. But I'm kind of surprised. Like, the fact that this happened, to me, it's like, it's more so let's try to figure out a way to get the X-Men into the MCU. Mm -hmm. Because this is the type of writing 
that's made for movies. Yeah. As opposed to just comic books. So I don't know this guy well. I mean, obviously, I'm not a big Jonathan Hickman. Right? Yeah. Is yeah. he more? Is he a comic book writer or is he more of no, a comic book guy that does movies? His runs prior to this one have been highly regarded. He did yeah. Avengers and uh, New Avengers back in in 2012. Okay, so he's, he did the New X Men also, movie. right? No, that was Bendis who did the oh, okay. X-Men. He did the Fantastic Four prior, and his writing is is very mature. It's not the you can go issues at a time without any any real action happening. It's more about the dialogue and the situations he puts them in. It's not just like oh okay, here's two pages of of introduction to the episode and 17 pages of action and no dialogue. It's not how he writes. Yeah. So it's it's a very mature. He kind of lends himself to movies. Yeah. Yeah. So. so when you when like you said like you alluded to in the beginning of this, um, I'm sure there was a conversation with him saying we want to get X Men into this MCU. Figure it out. So we can base we'll it, it on out. your story. You know. Yeah. And I would love to see John Hickman's stories. We we really haven't seen John Hickman's stories on not for the most part, yeah. We haven't seen them on the big screen yet. Yeah. I and I think Marvel has gotten to a point where they're like, well, we've pretty much exhausted a lot of the and I think they were they were kind of coasting on like in my opinion, a lot of the characters that you see in the MCU are like ultimate characters. Yeah. So and the ultimate series ended a while ago. So it came back. Yeah, I mean it came back, yeah. but you know, like what where they were drawing from was in the early two thousands. So yeah, they were they were picking up a lot of uh, Mark Millar. Yeah. Uh, and um, some Bendis, some yeah. Bendis, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. But um, like can I can I just say that I I love the idea that they made uh, Moira McTaggart the character that they did this with and not somebody else. You know, yeah. they could have picked a more interesting, but they could have picked a more popular character. They could have given it to Cable, and it would have made tons of sense. They could have given it to Wolverine or Bishop or something like that. Yeah. And it, but for them to actually say no, those characters have an established story. We're not going to retcon their story. We're going to take a character that a lot of people think is inconsequential to a degree. Yeah. And we're going to make her. One of the mo- one of the most important mutants in the story. But is she inconsequential? I mean, I know she's had a lot of of things in the background and, and, and storylines, you know, where she's obviously not the main topic until now. But well, that she's done a lot of stuff that uh, you know she's become a love interest for Charles Xavier and 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 you know the, a lot of the stuff she did to try to heal the you know mutant kind and whatever. Maybe so there's a lot of smallest things that she's done. Coming yeah. up, which I hit, I mean, I understand they're, they're explaining in this new series that that's why she did it, and this is you know explains why she's always been a part. But she's she's been a part of the X Men for a long time. Maybe inconsequential is the wrong word, but I think that she's spent more time dead in the story than she's spent alive. So like I think her the what she's done ripples through the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that like it's more her legacy right. than the actual character that that carries it and them making because she has been a big part of their story I mean yeah, in, in yeah, almost she every, was the one who came up with the cure right in almost every uh, you know way that they in, that they show the X-Men whether it's in cartoons or the movies or whatever they always find a way to bring Mortal McTaggart into it mm-hmm. yeah every single time every time you know yeah I mean people who are introduced to various different 
versions of X-Men, she always shows up one mm-hmm. way or the other. Whether it's not, sometimes it's not always season one. Right. But it'll oh, show no, up. But eventually, eventually she'll, she'll show, show up. Eventually she'll show up. Yes. But Interesting. I was I was like blown away that they used her as the character, honestly. Yeah. I, together. I, I, I was I, like, I, when I ran across it on one of my feeds, I was like, what? That's why, that's why when you guys said, you know, Mike mentioned it earlier and, you're, and, and Jay's talking about it now, that, that this is, it seems to be a, a pipeline to get them into the F, into the MCU. As I started to look, you know, more, I'm like, yeah, this this is the way you're gonna get them in. It, it's better than them like, oh, I ran into you on the street and here you are. You yeah. know, like, no, they, they're fine. Or I heard the other one where they were like, oh, yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch did something. Or, oh, yeah, House, which, of, House of M. House of M, yeah. like people thought it was leaning toward that. Which wouldn't have been a bad idea, I don't no, think. I, like, wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have had a problem with yeah. it, but I think House of M, like, Let's be honest, the way the MCU is working and the way they like throttle up and then tone down, they can do this for a couple of years and nobody oh, really yeah. have a problem with yeah. like sometimes like for instance like um like a different media form altogether, which is COD, Call of Duty. They'll throttle up and never tune down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it gets to a point where people are like, I'm tired of playing Call of Duty games. <laughs> Whereas now it's like with MCU, like, you know, we, most of us have seen, you know, Endgame and then watched the next movie that came out, which was the Spider-Man sequel. The second Spider-Man yeah. movie, Far From Home. Which was toned there down. There is extremely, it was extremely toned, toned down, down from the last movie. It was still great. So, it was still a great, great movie. But it was extremely toned down. So yeah. much so that other people that we, like other friends we have, watched it and was like, I didn't like the movie. Yeah, but if you if you sat down and really paid attention to it, it's right. just as much action, it's just as much yes. dialogue. It's just not I, I it's think, not the same stakes that's involved. I, I think sometimes the MCU throttles down too much. I think yeah. Iron Man three was a way yeah, too that far was, throttled down. Yeah, a lot of people hated that movie. Yeah, and so and much I so that to, you didn't recognize the kid. To a certain extent, kid. I think the Dark World is kind of what happened. <laughs> so kid, much so that you didn't even recognize the kid. You're like, who is that guy? And I think to a certain extent, uh, Dark World is is kind of that throttle down. That that you know, I've actually have to go back and I've, I've watched the other yeah, day. Yeah, Dark like, oh, World. This is actually yeah. a pretty good movie. Yeah, and I I've saw seen Dark it a few World. times. I just. I wasn't happy with it, so but yeah. it's definitely a throttle down. It yeah. has throttled back up with Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, as an action flick, it's it's good. The story has yeah. its issues. Right. So I, I I agree that 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 you know that might be the way they go with this. Yeah. But um. What's up, Big L? How's it going, baby? What's going on, bro? What's up, Big L? You about to go out to work? Yeah. How are you, bro? I'm alright. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Hey, Big L, did you figure out? Did you uh? Did you uh, see anything in regards to uh, Moyer uh, McTaggart being a mutant now? Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I was all right with it. I Why? Guess. Like, because it, it wasn't like her mutant power was something. I mean, it was something crazy, but it wasn't something like she can make fire. Right. It's not anything like that. Either. Yeah. She just. Yeah. And she, she just. Yeah. As of right now, she only has like one more life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, they they didn't mention life number seven. They the kind of they kind of skipped over that one. Yeah, they just went to the others. I guess she probably died as an infant or something. That's probably why. 
Because they never they never mentioned anything about it aside from her being a baby. Yeah, so I'm like, wait, what did, wait, wait, they skipped the life. Yeah, that's the part I didn't understand. If, like, if why did they it was, if <laughs> because they said it was kind of a Groundhog Day thing where she would yeah. die and then come back. Mm-hmm. So I said, did, did she come to a certain age and then have to die and go back? But the, but I know Jay explained it that it doesn't matter where. I mean, how long? Like as long as the powers were manifested. Manifesting. So right. she okay. might have manifested them in the womb. Right. It so. kind of seemed like when she she didn't always come back at like the exact same time period and time of day. It was always around the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a variation of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Like Groundhog Day. <laughs> like, oh, like so is she exact same day. so is she born from the same woman every time? Yes. Wow, that's 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 interesting. Very interesting. I thought it was like crazy, like mind blowing. It is mind blowing. So it's I was like, and the fact that someone came up with that idea. The only one who had their mind blown was Xavier. When he read it, <laughs> hey, what he made? It's like, oh, he was like. Shit! <laughs> like, yeah. Whoa. yeah, I'm gonna have to read that because that that's it just opens itself up to so many. You know, like I I I read all three of them yesterday, um, and House of M one was great. Powers of M was was dope, but that House of X two. How many issues are in that? House of X only has like two or three, I think. There's all, well, there, well, there's a lot on Amazon. There's, there's only one three. story. There's one. There's one story, but it's two series that basically there's House of X and Powers of X. Okay. So, and they're gonna they, once you finish House of X, it gives you the timeline of okay. how it. I think, I think her best life to say. Is when she joined with Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so that good. Was a good man. So good. Read that was a good run. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Or when she was. Uh, so she becomes a horseman. She, no. Nah. nah, she wasn't a nah. horseman. She was she like, like a part Yeah. 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 The, the, I, I love the, the the one where she uh, she becomes an assassin and, and starts killing all the uh, what's what's that? Uh, the guy trash. Uh, yeah. All the family. Family. the trash. Yeah. Oh, she completely eliminates the trash bloodline. Yep. Yeah. So that, that they don't make the um, sentinels, but it was kind of pointless because sentinels eventually came about anyway. Anyway, yeah, because like, so. AI, yeah. Wow, that's very interesting, bro. It was good. And that that cover art, when when he told me about it, I looked it up on Google. I was like. This cover, that cover art, is amazing. Yeah, sick as hell. I'm looking at some of the art on Amazon, and I'm like, wow, this is this is sick as hell. Nicely drawn. (laughs) That was a good. That that definitely blew a lot of people's minds. You know, that's one of the things that drew people. All right, bro. All right, bro. See you later, big guy. That drew me, and I know a lot of people my age, and when the X Men first came up, was that you know the the artwork was so awesome. Yeah. And the X Men books. Oh yeah, it was Jim Lee back in the nineties. Yes. Well, that was our take on Moira Metagrid's rebirth, as you could say. Uh, for Otaku, Biotaku, thanks for li- listening, guys. Uh, peace.